Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. <clears throat> I'm going to try to welcome my voice here, too. Um, I have uh, talked to my sister Susan a few times this week, <clears throat> and we've always ended up having some pretty spirited discussions. And I have thought more than once, God, we should be doing this on air. So I, I said, Susan, why don't you call in tomorrow? I said that last night. So she's here. Uh, Susan. Yeah. How you doing? I'm actually I'm tired. We got up very early around here. Oh, okay. And it snowed. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So so uh Mr. Ernie and I have been out frolicking in the in the white stuff since about seven AM. <laughs> we just have rain. Uh but enough with the weather report. Uh, no, well, I, you know, but I have to tell you, it's cute to be in Wisconsin. We went out to dinner last night, and uh, and we're at our old standby, this place that uh, was built in 1883 called the Union Hotel, and um, and it's got a, a a cute steakhouse in it that is decorated exactly the way it was when I went there with my junior girls ball date. In 1968, right? It's it's <laughs> it's It was new yeah. then. They had just redone it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they were so the guy that owns that place was so excited by the blue takeover of Wisconsin. I mean, he just kept coming up and and go and, <laughs> and telling me how he stayed up too late and Brown County was the last one reporting. I said, I know, I was staying up too late too, and they kept saying on. You know, even in Chicago, we're waiting on Brown County. <laughs> oh, no, that's Green Bay. But so, wait, so how did Brown County vote? Do you know what the breakdown in Brown well, County was? Well, it went was? red. It did go it red, red, but it was sure it much did. narrower than before. It was pretty much, um, you know, it was sort of 50-50 as opposed to 60-30. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he picked up a lot of votes, and I could tell that he picked up a lot of votes just by my unofficial sign counting. Um, <laughs> so, thank- <laughs> well, that's a good way to tell. I knew that was I knew what was going to happen because just by seeing signs where I never saw signs before. Right. I mean, we live in a um, we lived. Uh, my mother still lives in a in a very red um, area of of the state. Um, it's where Senator Joe McCarthy <laughs> came from, uh, 30 miles to the south of Green Bay in Appleton, Wisconsin. For that matter, that's where Houdini came from. And uh, Rocky Blyer, a great Steeler player. A lot of people well, come I, out of I, that little Right. I have to say that I'm sure that McKim, because that's his name, he's yes. this, this cute old... <laughs> he ain't so old, well, is This he? family has owned this place since... Since the beginning, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. I mean, and you go upstairs, yeah, and it's still the same old funky hotel that it would have been in the 1800s. It's uh, where you share the hotel. There's only two two places that have ensuite bathrooms. Bathrooms. The rest, the, still, yeah. the, it's down the hall, <laughs> and they'll show I you the room it. that Grandma died in. <laughs> Well, it just feels like home to us, the Union. So. It is home. It's yeah. where we go for dinner when we don't feel like cooking. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's it's very cute. Uh, anyway, so but I, the mood in Wisconsin, I think, uh, is is very exciting. And one of the things that amused me, and I think one of the things that killed Scott Walker, is that he brought Foxconn yes. to Wisconsin. And that's and a big on, well. Let's talk about Foxconn is a uh, Chinese right company. A Chinese company that um, supplies a lot of the innards of Apple products. Exactly. Uh, so, And they w were going to finally put a factory in the United States. Um, and they chose uh, southern Wisconsin. Which because Scott, Water, Walker Scott gave Walker him, gave, him southern, gave them southern Wisconsin and a large share of Lake Michigan to go with it. What do you mean a large <laughs> share of Lake Michigan? Oh, it, they're... <laughs> They're going to take gallons of Lake Michigan water daily to to cool what they have to do. Oh dear! I it'll be put that. back. It'll be put back in the lake. My son assures me that it'll be put back in the lake in good shape. Okay. All right. And I and All I right. figure he knows more about this than I do. Yeah. But that's okay. not what I think is amusing is. This was all done on the strength of I can give him everything because he's going to give you guys. 50,000 jobs. It's always 50,000 jobs. That's what Amazon is promising, too. Okay, so we're going to give you so 50,000 jobs. But what is the Wall Street Journal run on Election Day morning? That Foxcom cannot find uh, 50,000 people for those jobs, and they'll be what, importing them? They're going to bring in Chinese folk. <laughs> right. Who were doing the jobs all along to do right. them here. Even though um, all the colleges uh, so around there, they're going to fly them yeah. over the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Th they will be flown uh, first class over the wall. Um, right. Yeah. No. And, and they and, will be replacing you. By the way, they will be replacing you. But it wasn't George Soros. No. It was Scott Walker. With with Donald Trump, uh, you know, he went there for the big, uh, you know, I think when they broke ground. Um, right. And the Koch brothers. So right. That's. That's who's taking your jobs, folks. Yeah. Anyway, it and was... I, when I said this to Mother last night at dinner, she said, Well, I like the Chinese people. Let them come. <laughs> oh, dear. She's thinking good food. <laughs> She's thinking food. Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> You're in too good a mood for me. Maybe that's why I asked you on. Uh, I am in sort of a good mood. It's snowing, you know, and that's another thing snowing. I wanted to talk that's to you about, dear sister. I, I mean, I understand why people in Pittsburgh are blue and depressed, and I'm, I have nothing to say about that except that I'm with you except I'm angry. Uh, but I am happy about the election, and I am a little upset at Democrats who are whining about the election because we didn't get – everything that we wanted. So I just want to remind people of what the Republicans have been doing right and what the Democrats have been doing wrong. The Democrats need to take their wins, be really grateful for them, and capitalize on them, and keep working and play the long game. We did really, really, really well. And in two two more years, we just got to do really, really, really well again. 
because I don't want to discourage these young folks that didn't that think that maybe they should have gotten everything they wanted and they didn't, so that one vote didn't work, so they aren't going to vote again. No. All right. We got words a lot. Well, yeah, words well said. Thank you, Susan. Um, so don't be blue. Be blue about the things you have a right to be blue about, but don't be blue about this stuff. Well, you want a thing. You want things to be blue about. I, shall, shall we start uh, dealing with the news of the day? <laughs> oh, okay, All okay. Right. Oh, sure. I mean, I you know, uh, there's plenty to be blue about. Well, yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say how I can't believe I'm astonished by it, but that there were more than one person who survived the mass shooting in Las Vegas who were and died who yeah. were also I think only one died at yeah. Thousand Oaks but others escaped I'm not sure what the, can you imagine Yeah I don't know you know they escaped to be I you know boy well I, they they, I, they have their lives um I, they do have their lives and I and I hope to god that that is sufficient to help them overcome the trauma twice there, there is a, but a, you know, to quote the mother of the one that didn't yes. make it out the second time, as yeah. she said, "Save your thoughts, save your prayers, give me some gun control." Right. She's. I don't. She's going to kill the next person who says, "I'm praying for you." Well, and, and let me tell you something, and it's what I've started to say. You know, in my inevitable trolls. Uh, you know, when the when when it was reported, I just got right on the newspaper line. I said, "Why are you even reporting that? And Americans don't care." They don't care. Stop reporting it. If they cared, they'd do something about it. They clearly don't care. Big effing deal. Not my family. I don't care. I want my gun. Americans don't care. If they cared, they'd change something. Well, they'd vote in people who are... You can't tell me. I don't care if you are if you're going to give me a Second Amendment argument about any of this. I'm just going to look at you and say you don't give a shit if people are dying. You don't care, and you nothing that you can tell me will change my mind. You don't care that people are dying for your pleasure or your you know phony fears. I don't know what you think you're going to do with your gun to protect you because we now know that. Armed guards and, and deputies in place don't do anything except get them killed, right along with everybody else. Right. They got guns. Look what happens to them. Anyway, it's, 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 so, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be one of these massacres a week. Um, yeah, and, and, I don't, and there's no sense even talking about it uh, anymore. You either change it now or shut the fuck up because you really don't care. I do want to say in regard to uh, the massacres, there is a, um, a vigil, a rally, uh, I'm not sure what to call it, at noon uh, today uh, uh, that the mayor, I know, has called. And it is um, at Point State Park. It is cold and it is raining. And I don't think that should stand in the way um, I will be going there. I have to tell you, frankly, I was not going to go, but um, Sally Wigan, who I think you all know, for those of you who aren't in Pittsburgh, uh, she's a l 
long-standing television anchor and reporter uh, here. She just flew back um, into Pittsburgh today. She was in the middle of the southern Atlantic Ocean for the last two and a half weeks. Um, she's a real, um, she's a global traveler, and she, you know, just keeps ticking off more and more places. She went to the Falkland Islands. And when when the massacre at Tree of Life happened, she was that far from here. And when she found out, she just went crazy. She begged the captain of the boat she was on, I need to get home. You have to get, I have to, you have to drop me somewhere. I have to get home. And um, the, they couldn't. Uh, they said the only way that will happen is that then everybody who's on this little boat, and it was a small cruise, is going to have to, will we'll cancel the entire thing. So she ended up, and I, I mean, I, I got some anguished uh, messages from her. She was beside herself um, being this far removed. She landed back in Pittsburgh this morning, and... Um, she has been so bereft because she has felt so alone. Untied, yeah. And um, I, I told her there is, I mean, she's been flying for um, over, tra traveling now for over 24 hours. So um, I said, I, I, I know you're exhausted, but if you, if you want, and I told her about the vigil at noon, and she said, I absolutely have to, you know, I have to go. So I'm going to, you know, meet her and, and go with her because she needs that. You know, there's a, so much comfort to be had when you're with other people. No, and, no, no. And, and Pittsburgh has been doing it so beautifully yeah. that it makes people want to be part of it. I sent you that picture of my nephew wearing yeah. his his uh, altered uh, well, he, he's Susan, Susan's nephew, who's where in um, in St. Louis? He's he's in a suburb of St. Louis in called Le Kirkwood, and in he's Kirkwood. an elementary um, teacher. gym teacher. Okay, so she sent me a picture of her nephew, who is wearing one of the T-shirts with the you know the Steeler logo uh, with the uh, Jewish star uh, replacing the top thingamajig. Uh, um, and uh, which is amazing to me that uh, that that T-shirt then has gotten itself down into Missouri and is being worn by an elementary school teacher there. So um, that that makes you feel unalone too. Well, it, but it, but it speaks to people who are mourning all across this country with you guys who need to do something, anything to feel, you know, tied to the, the collective because it's, it, it's comforting. Uh, Susan, Bob and Braddock just uh, wrote in and saying, this is for you, Susan. This is the first time we've heard from you since the tragedy um, at Tree of Life. What are your thoughts? I don't know if you want to take a whack at that or not what are, well what um i spent the first uh, that first day you know t 
talking with my sister, terrified. Um, and and this and and heartsick because because you know I wasn't surprised. Um, I'm a little actually surprised that we still that we had young folk that were surprised that the, that this level of anti-Semitism exists. Um, I you know I had so many thoughts, uh, but my thoughts because I'm not with you and I'm not in. I didn't personally know these people turned very quickly to anger, as I said, and I decided to use this moment to make it clear to people that um, I'm not going to stand for this. I am not going to sit back and stand for people blowing people away over their religion or their skin color. I am so ashamed that this level of anger that I have over Tree of Life wasn't there for the two people that were shot in at Kroger. I mean, you know, it's you need to learn at all of these times. You need to learn all of this stuff. Yeah, I hold mine dearer than I hold yours, but I need to hold yours as dear as I hold mine. Yeah. This is it's time to stop. So when I'm when you hear me swearing, when you say if you don't stand up, you don't say something, you don't start calling people, you don't settle for thoughts and prayers, then you don't care. Just pick up the gun and say, I'm willing to shoot people too. I don't care. Stop it. Yeah. That's our choice. Stop it. And that's the only choice. I, I do want to point out that today is the 80th anniversary of Kristallnacht. Um, for those, again, who don't know their history, that is, uh, that is a night uh, in Germany where uh, there was uh, mobs rampaging through Jewish neighborhoods in uh, Germany, and uh, many, many, many Jews were killed, uh, their homes and businesses vandalized. And uh, the Kristallnacht is, is, means what? Breaking the night breaking of breaking windows. glass. They were breaking the the night of breaking, yeah, glass. Breaking glass. Um, so uh, it was the beginning. It was like the, for any Jew in Germany who'd been saying, you know, there have been times, it'll pass. It was a wake-up call. Um, and to think that it was just a few weeks ago here that Jews were mowed down for being Jews uh, uh, in a synagogue. And it's 80 years since Kristallnacht. Um, I just want to point out that some things never change. Some things never change. No. And, and so, one of, I mean, one of my personal vows after this has been to not suffer in silence anymore. If I read something where I'm capable of setting a record straight, if somebody is using code for something anti-Semitic, I'm just going to say, uh, here, uh, let's break down the code. This is what that means. And I have been going through comments over and over and saying, let's break down the code. This is what this means. If you're going to be an anti-Semite, be open about it. Identify yourself so we know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's no time to you know to I I'm standing up and I'm fighting, and I'm encouraging everybody else to do it too. 
Oh. All righty, Sus. Although I did hear some from this one woman who is going back. She was on NPR yesterday who's, who is flying to Germany for Kristallnacht, um, saying you can't blame people in 1930s, you know, for not reading the signals. Right. No, I've because, said the same. Right. Because yeah, they have. But you no, can blame us now. Right. For not reading them. For not seeing those same signals. Exactly. For not saying anything. For not standing up. For not saying, stop it. Stop it for me. Stop it for them. Stop it for them. We say no more. Well, we have the benefit of history. And we know where the rhetoric that we're hearing from uh, the right, uh, we know where it can lead. And uh, now that violence toward marginalized groups is becoming just as American as apple pie, um, we know where this can go. And anyone who thinks it can't, because for some reason the United States is exceptional, you've got to be kidding me. Really. And I, when I see that caravan of people struggling what? You still to get see to them? our border. Wait, Susan, the caravan yeah. people disappeared immediately after the election. I have seen not one picture of the caravan since uh, Tuesday. I have seen no t television coverage of the caravan since Tuesday. It served its purpose. Uh, the the military uh, has uh, renamed uh, the that stood down. We didn't need fifty thousand soldiers to fight three thousand. Uh... It's that. I mean, what the Republicans and Trump are doing is that right out there, right out there. The use of racism and fear and xenophobia to get their voters excited and it works and the minute it has worked and there the election's been held they just drop it because it served its purpose so i mean nothing has changed apparently according to trump the united states is still being invaded and yet the army sort of standing down trump's flown off to paris and his country's being invaded <clears throat> according to him. Well, and I would just like to draw a parallel because it still upsets me to no end to know that there are Jewish people that parrot these same things. Um, but that caravan on foot looks an awful lot like a ship to me that was turned away from port after port and for which Canada just apologized, you know, which, by the way, big deal. I could care less if Canada apologizes 80 years later for turning away a ship of children of children and displaced people who had been tortured and murdered and managed to escape. And nah, running for like their it. lives, right? And we, the United States, turned my people away, Jews away. Right. And so as Jewish people, him. if you can stand there and allow our government to do the exact same thing <coughs> to a people in similar, similar peril, well, then shame on you. More than shame on you. You're dead to me. I mean, it's yeah. just... I guess I'm just... I, um, so when I say, 
in response to the writer who wanted to know how I was feeling, the answer is angry. Yeah. Uh, and um, angry and uh, resolved. I, I don't know what I'm going to well, do, but I'm I'm resolved. not going to sit down and shut up. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, let's change the subject just a little bit to another horror, and uh, that horror is um, the new acting attorney general of the United States. Oh, but is he cut? Man, you know, I think he's just like, I think he's crazy on steroids. He looks like he's he got, is. He, yeah. His head and his shoulders and his neck and his arm sure look like it. You yeah. know, bulging with steroids. Well, he was a, he was a football player, University yeah, of Yeah, and he was a flim-flam man. And he was a flim-flam man. He took people's money. Um, he is... Well, he and Trump do that sort He's of thing. Despicable. If you can get away with it, that's business. Matthew Whitaker. And let's just talk, though, about his judicial um, uh, points of view. He believes that the judiciary is, and this is a quote, supposed to be the inferior branch of government. Where do you read that? In our Constitution somewhere? I don't know, because I... I, I specifically read three co-equal. Yeah, three co-equal, I believe. And he has said over and over again that the court abuses its power by declaring acts, legislative and executive acts, as unconstitutional. That is the purpose of the Supreme Court. He's the now what was leading. It? Some, some Harvard law professor or something that just said this guy is so ignorant it's appalling. And he's the leading law enforcement officer in the country now, appointed by Trump, uh, not vetted but in can any I ask way you, how by. How long the, do you think that that can stand? Really, I I do think that he doesn't have a very long shelf life. I mean, Trump is up there today at a press conference on his way to Paris, uh, you know, saying that uh, he's a fine guy with a great reputation, even as every single publication and television station in the country is reporting that he was sitting on the board of this company that was um, sued out of existence. The Federal Trade Commission went after the company that he was on this uh, board of. Board and, for which and, and, he, and sent threatening letters on behalf of as U.S. He sent, attorney. He sent threatening letters to people who were bilked by this company. The company um, said that they were, if you have an idea, a patent idea, you bring that to us and we're going to. And give us all your money. And give us all your money, and we'll t and they destroyed people's lives, destroyed people's lives, and that's what this Whitaker was. And he was more than a figurehead. People say, "Oh, he was on the board. He really didn't know." The fact is, he did online videos for um, for this company. He, as Susan said, wrote threatening uh, emails to uh, to uh, unhappy clients who had uh, paid a lot of money uh, for the service that they never received. And he would send them threatening emails and, and, and let them know that he was a U.S. attorney, uh, a former U.S. attorney. And here's some poor guy 
who lost $77,000 to them. He's 26 years old. Where the hell he got $77,000? He borrowed it. Oh. He said, he, and he's now living with his parents. He has nothing. They wiped him out. And he's um, got debt. Uh... Wait, there's this other thing where he actually, at one point, told people, one of these poor people whose money was being stolen, was th- literally threatened with, uh, with physical harm um, in that they said that they had people who know some Israeli form of martial art that, uh, you know, will be sending your way. I'm not kidding. It's thuggery. Thuggery. Yeah, thuggery. Uh, oh, here it is. The Miami, uh, Miami newspaper did an in-depth investigation of this company, uh, and they, if they saw that somebody posted negative reviews of the company, uh, they would then go after those people and say that they had security with specialized training in the Israeli martial art of Krav Maga, whatever that is. Um, And Whitaker himself wrote to somebody, I am assuming you understand that there could be serious civil and criminal consequences for you if you continue to badmouth this company. Um... It's beyond belief. It was the World Patent Marketing was the name. And, and yeah, this and, and, and just from a legal standpoint, can I tell, I mean, this is, I understand that boards of directors are, you know, another version of the old boys club and ways to give each other money and stuff. Right. Um, however, they actually do have fiduciary responsibility responsibility absolutely and 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 and, um and liability yeah so if you sit on that cushy little board and you take that biggie little check and you're allowing and you're sitting there with your eyes closed and not asking the question that you as oversight that's the job are supposed to do well you're liable Exactly. It go, yeah, it comes to you. And anyone so who's on a board, a don't yeah. tell me he has a duty. That's right. And you know it. I've sat on boards, and you know it. You are informed of it, and uh, it's on you at that point. So if you're on a board, and and that company or entity is engaging in illegal uh, practices, ultimately the members of that board are liable. Yeah. So yeah, they, you they, can't they say have a certain I amount didn't. of culpability, Who that's knew? for sure. Yeah. So this guy is, I mean, he also has never been confirmed by the Senate. Um, and there are those, you know, Kellyanne Conway's husband today. I know. <laughs> co-authored a piece in the New York Times flat out saying that this is, I mean, he, he by law cannot be appointed. By virtue of the, and he cited um, the fact he cited Clarence Thomas in another case in which it was determined that some lawyer at the National Labor Relations Board had to be uh, had to have gone through that vetting process. process. And yeah. if it, it and, and Conway's husband says, hey, if that's the standard for a lawyer at the NLRB. I think 
that might be the standard for the chief law enforcement officer of the country. Oh, they're crooks. They're friggin' lying crooks, fascists, nationalists, racists. Ah, speaking of racists, did you see what Bernie Sanders said? No. Oh, my God. He's trying to walk it back, but he said it. He actually was making uh, excuses for uh, people uh, who just couldn't get themselves to vote for a Stacey Abrams or uh, or a Gillum or a black candidate. And I, I wish I had the quote right here, uh, but I don't. I mean, he said, you know, you know, it's something to the effect of it's sort of just outside their comfort zone, and maybe next time they'll be able to do it. But they, don't call them racist, is what he said. He said, those are not racist. What the fuck is he talking about? If you're not voting for somebody because you're uncomfortable with their skin color, uh, I think that's the definition of racist, isn't it? Well, I would think so. But, you know, he's Bernie is a politician, so he doesn't want to offend racists just in case they might want well, to be progressive. Well, he's always racist. wondering why he doesn't have a lot of African-American support. Well, I'll tell you. Well, you know, but, you know, I'd like to point out that the, um, progressives are certainly not um, immune uh, in terms of racism or clearly anti-Semitism. So let's. Let's not uh, let's not think the progressives are this blessed group of people. They can align themselves with a lot of questionable causes. I'm I'm not pushing back on that. I agree. That's why okay. I'm not a progressive because people think that I automatically, therefore, um, I am against Israel and uh, which I interpret 90% of the time as being anti-Semitism. So. Well, uh, it is you know. odd, and if you watch that Barry Weiss uh, uh, on on Real Time with Bill Maher interview, um, yeah. where she says uh, Israel, you know, is the Jew of the nation. She's talking about how the Jew is always the yeah. outlier in any country, um, anywhere. There's no, and this is sort of trying to explain why the Jew is just historically. Reviled. Reviled. And it's because we are always um, a visitor, uh, a, um, a guest in whatever country uh, takes us in. Uh, the United States being one of the extraordinary countries in, within which we felt truly a home. A home. We're Americans. Yeah. And that right. that in our history is unbelievable. So, to to understand uh, the uh, the level of uh, of grief and fear that what happened at Tree of Life uh, has caused in in many uh, Jews is because oh my God, no, not here too. Yeah, this and is our home, folks. Yeah, this is our home. So I was thinking, if the the Jew is just constantly reviled but we here's why the lefties don't like to side with jews because and I, this is just me 
left the left sees Jews as not marginalized. The left sees Jews as successful, powerful people, right? They go to bat. The left just goes to bat for people who, you know, are not successful for whatever reason. They see the Jew, and especially since Israel has become uh, finally a Jewish homeland and um, exhibits the same kind of um, out despicable behavior as a nation uh, that every other country this yeah, <laughs> does. Yeah, and and but the, no arguments from, from right, us on that. No, uh, they could but sure Israel gets singled out of all the nations on the globe. It's Israel that gets the left's ire more than any other country. It is reviled, reviled. Yeah, I mean, where and have these because, been on no, Saudi Arabia all these yeah, years? Yeah, right, I don't know. Or, uh, yeah, a million other countries, right. So I'd like to know what, you know, why that is, why the universal condemnation of that tiny little sliver of desert that is the Jewish, the only Jewish state. Um, you know, blacks historically are marginalized, but guess what? They own a frigging continent, right? Seem to. <laughs> they have a whole continent, Africa. They have a million nations. Not a million, they got nations. The Jews. They got this little sliver, and yet you would think that that little sliver of a country is the most repulsive, immoral, outrageous nation on earth. And why would that be? There's only one reason, because it's the Jew. It's the Jew of the nations, only one. And Jews are reviled. I'm sorry, the left is not coming to terms with this shit at all. No, as a matter of fact, they encourage it. You know, witness, uh, you know, point to that, that horrific um, march where, where the woman with the, <laughs> with the Star of David on uh, carrying, w w was, was told to take it down. What, at the Women's March? It. At the Women's March? Uh, uh, in, I think it was at a uh, LGBTQ something. And they had it, yeah. So the, I, I got to tell you, so when Susan says she's not going to shut up anymore, you're going to see a lot of Jews who are considered, you know, uh, liberal, progressive, whatever, I would hope, starting to speak up more about our fellow travelers in the progressive and left uh I'm 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 done with it. I'm sick of it. I am too. I'm sick I'm of it. I'm just tired of it. Um, and Israel is not a it. perfect country. My God knows. You're getting called on it. You're anti. That's anti-Semitism. You know, and it's the same as Donald Trump. You Don't can tell be, me that because he's got Gerald Kushner and his family, he's not an anti-Semite. And I disagreed with with what's her name on that one. You can be appalled uh, at what Israel is doing with Palestinians in the West Bank and uh, Gaza, but you cannot be appalled with that if you are not appalled by 
equally, equally with other nations trying to protect themselves from hostile forces surrounding them. All right? right. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's just the truth. I want it handled much better. But uh, everyone talks about how the Jews took the Palestinians' uh, land. Well, do you know how? Yeah. And what what upsets the hell out of me. Right straight through from the Brits. Yeah, took it from the Brits. Remember how we were all over the British for it. Or from the Arabs who held it and, and used the Palestinians as pawns all this time. I who who never took them in. Jews no, when Israel kept them was encapsulated to politically when use Ju- them. when Israel was formed, Jews' homes were taken from them in Arab countries all over the northern African countries and uh, Morocco and Libya and Egypt and Iraq, and Jews were sent running, and their homes were taken, okay? I don't hear anybody talking about giving them their homes back. Well, they can't even get their their art from World War II. I, you know, I am. I, I think Jews need to, yeah. Get angry. Stand up. Say, listen, I'm sick of it. creeps. I mean, you know I'm what you're sick. saying? Because this is what you're saying. And not, okay. I, I'm, I'm tired. I've lived my whole life relatively polite. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. I lived uh, my my married years. You know, among um, mostly uh, Christians uh, in in St. Louis, I would just quietly walk into a room where I knew I was the only one, and would let it be known there was a Jew in the room, so they would temper their humor. Save us all a lot of embarrassment. I think I'll keep my mouth shut, let the humor come out, and then call him on it. Yeah. Um, okay, we got to get off this. I'm getting. Uh, I know, because I'm angry. I'm telling you. Did I? How am I? How am I doing? Am I funny? No. You're not funny. Um. I was having a good time this morning. I was frolicking in the snow. Let's go back to that. I also want to say um, that, it, again, uh, we haven't noted, uh, Florida um, is seems incapable of uh, holding an election. <laughs> but we got, it looks like the Arizona Senate is, uh, is going uh, to now Democrat. a Democrat instead of a Republican. Yeah, it doesn't change the, and, and even if... Uh, Let's say uh, Rick Scott doesn't get to the Senate. Um, it 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 uh, it doesn't change. I mean, the Republicans hold the Senate, but it could well be. Um, and and here again, here's I don't trust the vote there, and I don't trust the vote in Georgia. Um, you have in Georgia a guy declaring himself the winner. Um, well, he's now recused himself. Oh, who is the Secretary of State who oversees elections. It took him this long to recuse himself? He finally has resigned his seat because good old Stace. I got to hand it to Stace. That's a tough woman. That's a tough woman. And she she is saying sort of what I was saying earlier, that 
she doesn't want the, the people that came out to support her to be disappointed. And if what they can end up doing is shed light on what and how this election process is run in Georgia and shine a bright light on it, maybe she doesn't win, but the next one does. And that's what she's doing. And I'm, you know, I'm proud of I'm proud of these broads that are out there. I'm really proud of us. Yeah, maybe the women will save us. Who knows? But as we know, white women, as a demographic, continue to are support gender traitors. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and they and they're and they're you know, they side with these. Uh, these racist, fascist, nationalist, authoritarian—they side with which side they think their bread is buttered on, yeah. against their own. So, what does it mean if we become a country where um, more than seventy percent of us live in metropolitan, urban, and suburban areas? Seventy percent of us, and yet we cannot get equal representation uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, well, I think we have to infiltrate those little western sparsely populated Well, I states. started I think actually thinking that, too. I think you got to find uh, people, either old no, people. I mean, I don't, that's the only way. This isn't, this isn't, I think, you know, this is the solution. It's what the Republicans did. And there's no reason why we can't follow the game plan. It's correct. No, you need to move to some of these states. You know, that, that Montana or something, or Wyoming, <clears throat> I think it is. Wyoming has fewer than 600,000 people. The entire the frigging California and the state. 600,000 people. And think of how each person in Wyoming... Think of how much more representation they have than you. Well, here's something for George Soros's money. Let's get him to fund a constitutional convention to move to Wyoming uh, that are Democrats. Yeah, but really, what kind of a fucking system is that? Forty million people in California get two senators. Half a million people in another state get two senators. The Senate is the white people. It, it, it represents white people. It's the House of Lords. Well, we don't. Last time I looked, that's un-American. We have a caller. Has that caller been there for a long time? I'm sorry, I forgot. Are you still there? Caller. Hello? Yeah, and I don't blame you. You, you <laughs> fell asleep. Wait, wait, sorry, I just listened to it on the phone. I don't care. All right. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to say the other day I was like mixed feelings, but as I see the results come in, and I know the Republicans are downplaying this election, but this was a big election. It was a blue wave, so they can stick it up their ass because this was a big thing. We might not have got everything we want, but it was a big election. You it's bet it we was. Get the house. This is going to be good we could stop a lot of stuff i know we can't stop the judges and all that but at least we got the house well uh, we'll never i don't see i don't see us ever having the senate again and i don't see i us, wonder and think of with that senate how uh, the judiciary is going to be gone they are gonna they are gonna pack that judiciary with kavanaugh's 
at all well, levels. But, but let's not forget that there's, there's still a lot of good judges in place out there. So, you know, like the guy that, that just threw out the pipeline. Yeah, but so that's not a guy. That, 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 that was that, news. Susan, that was that California court. It will, that's not going to, it, it, that will end up. It, it'll hold it up for another year. It'll end Time up at money. the Supreme Court. It'll hold it up for at least another year. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that begins to change the economics of things. This has been held up long enough. I mean, this is these are business decisions. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. All right. Okay. You're right. There's a headline uh, on David Brooks. Did we silence our poor caller again? No, I think he he just wanted to say what he said, right? Okay. He's gone. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh there's a headline in the New York Times above David Brooks' uh, piece today, and it made me crazy. Um, I didn't even bother reading it because I'm so sick of these stories, but it is what the working class is trying to say. And here, you know, it's another piece. How does David Brooks know? <clears throat> you know, that first of all, that's what I thought. Hey, David. <laughs> Hey, David. It's like it's like when men write about what suburban women are thinking. Yeah, They're exactly. going, well, how the hell do you know? Exactly. But he read a book, and mostly he talks about this book thing, and I, I didn't want to read it. It was boring, as so many of his things are, earnest and boring. But here's the thing. When headline writers and media say working class, they mean white working class. Right? That's, right. That's what they mean. And I have to tell you, that is so offensive because it absolutely disregards all of our, so much of our black population that also definitely makes up a big chunk of the working Class. Well, it's just the whole non-white population. <clears throat> it's not only black. It's black, Hispanic. It's it's that's a, right. You know, our middle class is as diverse as everything else. So what the working it's class? It's only the upper class that isn't diverse. But this headline is just flat out fucking wrong. It's what the white working class, and they the same as when they do the middle class or the this or the that. Just say what you're really saying. You're talking about the people that matter, the white people. Right? That's what it's about. Then say it. Because this is not, this does not hold for a huge hunk of the working class. I have no idea how much. But I'm just so sick of it. Right. And I'd like to point out that as regards women, I think a huge part of who changed the political landscape this this time was not suburban women, but was Black. those self-same working class women of Black. all shades and colors and lifestyles. I mean, I think it was women. Wait a minute. You do? It was black women, that's for sure. It certainly was black no, but women. White I don't think women. it was suburban women. I mean, again, they only are talking about white women. That, that's what they're talking about, right. So it's educated white women in suburbia who normally side with their husbands. But here's the difference. And i got to tell you, more than 40% of which I can guarantee you 
treat politics like a purse. You know, I don't like that color. I'm not interested. And they're just really, it's just not on their radar. I know a lot of women like that. Um, And what's going on around them doesn't change that. I'm not into politics. I forgot what I was No, I really don't think it's suburban women. I don't know who it is. All I know is there's way too many people in this country who are idiots. Uh, Oh, we're not supposed to say that. That's no way to win them over. I understand that. But here's a problem. If one party seems to attract the uneducated, right? The uneducated, the racist, the anti-Semites. They but I think, it. If it's yeah. bad, they're all in one party. Okay, yeah. but what does that tell you? What's the answer? Education! The answer is education. Okay, so here's a big question. And what does that party do vis-a-vis education? They try to destroy public education. They've done very well. And we are increasingly looking at a stupid, uneducated electorate who are more easily terrified, led by the nose. Is that not correct? It's, again, maybe part of the Republican long game. Let's make the country stupid. Stupid again. Yeah. Fat stupid and malleable let's keep them entertained because that's the highest value let's make them think celebrity is the greatest thing it doesn't matter how you get known but fame is important values go right out the window this is our culture but you know that goes on left and right because that's i mean that's that democrats and republicans it's just capitalism creates that too turn them into consumers i'm sorry i'm just blathering today i'm no but i mean you're absolutely correct and you know if we want to look for a conspiracy theory i mean what what which one do we have a whole lot of evidence for and that's that if you don't if you keep people from health care you encourage them to eat as large um, an amount of salt and sugar as they can, and you do this by keeping their wages low and making bad food accessible. You keep them in food deserts. You refuse to educate them, and then you tell them that the people responsible for all of this is somebody else. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, man... This is not the United States of America, I know. Anyway, are you aware of something that Jeff Sessions did literally seconds before he vacated um, the office? He did this on Wednesday. Listen to this. He this took was... a poop in the president's bed. <laughs> Susan! <laughs> no, but isn't that entertaining? <laughs> God almighty. What? Um, he um, signed a uh, some kind of a new policy. Yes. And what it means is that he essentially did in what the Justice Department has been using for the last eight years to get racist police departments uh, 
under control. And that's oh, called he just, he just, consent decrees. He just decrees. closed the books on all of those judicial on, reviews. No, on consent decrees, you know, where, uh, yeah, where yeah. A, uh, a police department is literally put under mm-hmm. uh, oversight until they get their act cleaned up. And uh, believe it or not, the first consent decree uh, was adopted in Pittsburgh. Some of you might remember. It was about 20 years ago. And our Pittsburgh Police Department was under this consent decree. We finally emerged from it. Guess who's under a consent decree now? Near you, well, near see. where you, Ferguson. Ferguson. Ferguson's Ferguson. under a Well, it won't be. And the St. Louis City might be under no, one, too. No, so it won't be. What he did is he made it almost impossible to, uh, for, um, to enforce civil rights laws. Uh, also a Chicago. Consi- a con- yeah, ex- exactly, Chicago as well. A consent decree, here it tells me, is a type of injunction that allows federal courts to enforce an agreement between the Justice Department and a local police department to address a violation of law by the police department. Yep. Civil rights. And uh, under the Obama administration, there were 14 of these dissent degrees, decrees that were entered into. Um, and Sessions, right before he got out, he... He has always opposed this. Um, he got essentially got rid of them. I mean, he made it almost impossible. So, just want you to know. Um, anyway, we got a call. Who the caller got to be quick. We're getting to the end. Hello. Yeah, hi, Lynn. Uh, sorry, I was calling so late. I didn't realize what time it is. I just want to piggyback on what you said about education. That's exactly where it starts at. That is what the Republicans have been doing since Reagan is tearing down our educational system, uh, the nuts and bolts of it, not to mention the way they vilify people, those pointy-headed intellectuals, those professors in the ivory towers, just by using language. And that's basically what it comes down to, and I know you're short on time. No, but that's absolutely – no, you're right. Have a great weekend, and it was nice to hear Susan again. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it's just amazing. Can you imagine having your political uh, you know, strategy be to uh, make Americans as stupid and unhealthy as you possibly can? No. I mean, but, well, we don't have to imagine. We're, we've been looking at it. I mean, and, and, if, and, and how could anybody look at Betsy DeVos and think anything else? I mean, the, the good news about Betsy DeVos is that she was so laughable that she was laughable. Yeah, but she's still in power. Yeah, but she, she hasn't accomplished has, very much. I so, don't know. You know that. I don't know. See, the, you know you the know, people I'm, that were accomplishing things are people like Scott Walker defunding the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, so you get if you replace Scott Walker with a guy whose previous profession was a superintendent in the public schools. It gives me hope for the University of Wisconsin. A once great university that Scott Walker that they, that and they the, used the Republican strategy of starving it to death. Have tried to, and successfully, in some respects, just eviscerated it, starved it. Yeah, because you lose you lose your top 
professors. They go someplace else, and they don't come back. You can't rebuild these <clears throat> things. You can destroy them a whole lot easier than you can rebuild them. So they, that was a fairly timely uh, switch out yeah. here. Hey, and by the way, and then we're, we're out of time, I saw that Madison, Wisconsin, which is where the University of Wisconsin is, my former hometown, Madison, Wisconsin had a voter turnout of something like 98%. Do you effing yep. believe that? No, I think that's just great, and especially when you think of all the roadblocks they put in front of students there. That's right. But so if you want to thank um, anybody for uh, the fact that Scott Walker got booted, thank Madison, who knew him well, knew him well, lived in the same town. Okay. So well, oh, and, and speaking of Madison and the fact that it was your former home, hometown, I'm just going to give you a cute little factoid. Um, your mother and I were at a function at one of our local colleges called St. Norbert, mm -hmm. and um, we were having dinner there, and I was sitting next to their new development officer, and... Uh, uh, he, we were talking about you, among other things, because everybody goes, "Are you the one?" And I always go, "No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that isn't any of the others." So that's usually how I introduce myself. Honestly. But anyway, he was looking and thinking and looking and thinking, and I got an email from him the next day, and he goes, "I know why your sister's name seemed so familiar to me." Was she the anchor in Madison <laughs> when I was growing up? <laughs> oh, God. And how old is he? 110? I just want to. He looked about 80 to me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, no, honestly, he looked about 40. All right. He could be older than that, though. Easy. I have people who are old and gray saying, oh, I remember watching you when I was a kid. Or my mother had Jan in the car, and I'm looking at him, and they look, they look like, Jesus, thinking, what? Fuck. Okay. I know. I Well, I thought you'd enjoy it. You, you're beloved. This child, grown now to manhood, remembers you. Okay. I, that's wonderful. I Just quickly, I want to get to, and then we got to stop this. Uh, uh, Barbara's telling us the government officials have ordered the Malibu, California, evacuated. <gasps> Wildfire. <gasps> the Malibu evacuated. Um, and here's another from Kathleen. Lynn, the shitty attitudes of you two girls expresses the mood and attitude of lots of us. Thanks. So, Susan... <laughs> Well, well, isn't it nice to be an inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, Susan, you go out and fr yeah. frolic in the snow with uh, Ernie and, and give Mom a big hug for me, will you? I'll, I'll I will, I will. I'll I think our frolicking time is over okay, for today. But okay. okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right, bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, you guys, thank you very much. I needed her today. I just, boy, oh, boy. Whew. Okay, God knows what's going to happen over the weekend. Um, assuming we're all still alive in here on Monday, I think I'll be here too. God help us. Bye. Lincoln Live.
Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.